Welcome to Potline Bling. I'm your host, JJ Coombs. My next guest, Mr. Joe Dowling, leads an expert team of scientists, medical professionals, and operational leaders in the development and distribution of hemp-derived CBD products. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you, JJ. Glad to be here. You were appointed a CEO of CV Sciences in May of 2018, following four years of serving as CFO at other industry pioneering companies behind hemp-derived products, and specifically the brand Plus CBD. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. I've uh, been with CV Sciences now for a little more than eight years, almost eight and a half years. As you mentioned, I started back in 2014. I came on as the CFO and in uh, May of uh, 2018, uh, was appointed as CEO of the company. Um, And so I've been here uh, through a very uh, interesting and exciting times uh, with two different uh, farm bills passed, one in 2014 and one in 2018. Prior to uh, being with uh, CV Sciences, I worked primarily uh, in the biotech industry uh, for uh, the the previous about 12 years. Uh, prior to that, I was in on Wall Street um, in the banking industry, primarily uh, working in the M and A area. Awesome. So, so what led you to leaving biotech and and getting into the hemp side of the industry? That's a great question. The uh, I didn't really have the intent of doing that uh, in 2014. Uh, the uh, cannabis uh, industry was. Uh, still pretty underdeveloped and it was um, uh, still pretty much a black market with some exceptions in, in terms of the, the regulatory environment, but it was clear that it was uh, moving pretty quickly. And this was even back in, in 2014. And I, uh, more than anything, I, I just saw the opportunity for uh, a, a kind of a fledgling industry, whether um, you think of it as cannabis generally, <clears throat> or specifically in my case, focusing on uh, the compound of CBD. So tell me a little bit about CV Sciences, what you do, product you sell. Yeah. So we started as a, a company back uh, when I joined with the kind of the idea and the business model that we were going to sell bulk CBD oil. And when I joined, um, it, it was clear that at some point uh, the oil component, the, the bulk oil would be commoditized. And so we worked really hard from the very beginning to establish our own brand of uh, CBD products. And we did that uh, back in 2014. And our, our flagship brand is Plus CBD, uh, which is one of the, um, the, the biggest brands in the space. And, and we really focused uh, primarily at that point on penetrating the retail market, which had never been done. And we were really the, the company that kind of led the way in getting our products on shelf at retail. And we got our first product on shelf at retail back in 2014. Um, and then it went from there. So I, I, I was reading here that you guys take a little bit of a different approach than some other companies that you guys, uh, all your products are backed by peer review toxicology data, um, clinical trials and uh, publish adverse events reporting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. We, uh, <clears throat> from the very beginning, we really made sure that one of our uh, focus areas was that we were going to really focus on uh, the quality and purity of our products. Uh, and part of that is that we had a really good understanding of, of what 
uh, was required from a federal regulatory standpoint to um, not only produce, produce but distribute uh, dietary supplements, which is kind of the category that we felt this fit into. And if you're going to do that in a compliant way, uh, you have to demonstrate safety. And um, we uh, and and the way that you can do that that you do that is you. Uh, do toxicology and pharmacology studies on the compound that you're intending to put into your products. And since there was sort of a dearth of uh, scientific, um, you know, studies for cannabidiol, we were really the first company to do sort of a, a, a the, the full toxicology uh, study that would be required to demonstrate the safety of the products that we were producing. We did that in the 2016, 2017 timeframe uh, and published the results, which were peer reviewed in 2018. And at that point, we became the only company to uh, uh, have <clears throat> achieved uh, generally recognized as safe status. And, and I think we did that when others in the industry really didn't even know what it meant. Um, other companies have followed suit, which is really good because it gives credibility to the, to the entire industry, the more, uh, companies that can behave in that manner and, and, and do the kind of testing to, to give consumers confidence that the products that they're buying off the shelf or online are actually safe. So then your other question was, um, uh, adverse event reporting. And that is another, uh, area that, that, that companies that really follow best practices will put in place. And what it means is that uh, you monitor uh, any adverse event that a consumer might have uh, when they take your product. And so if uh, we have a, a customer that for whatever reason gets, you know, some kind of a, you know, event, whether it's a stomach ache or a headache or anything, uh, from taking our product that they think they may have had from taking our product, they can call in. And if it's an adverse event or a serious event, uh, we would have uh, a physician return the call and to um, interact with the consumer and follow up um, as needed. And we have, we're going on uh, really our fourth year of adverse event reporting. Uh, we've published the data for the first two years um, and the safety profile of our products is, is just outstanding. Um, we've had millions and millions of people take our products with one of the lowest adverse events um, incidents that, that you would see uh, for a dietary supplement. That's incredible. This is, this is um, you know, how a pharmaceutical company would operate uh, from my experiences. Yep, exactly. Yep. So the, 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 pro, the, the, the test that you guys did, was it specifically on the finished goods or was it on the CBD that you guys were using or both? So it was on the test art. The test article was can, the cannabidiol sort of matrix that we use um, in formulating our product. So it, it was the ingredient more so than the final product. And, and the ingredient you guys are, are doing your own extraction, distillation and isolation. Yes, for the for the test article that we used in the toxicology studies, it was for uh, our our really uh, proprietary uh, blend of of uh, you can think of it as hemp oil or uh, CBD oil. It, it it either way. Okay, 
So what 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 makes it proprietary uh, from from like the 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 consumer packaged goods standpoint? Are you guys putting in like a unique blend of cannabinoids or? Yeah, so I, I think it's really um, it, you know the entire supply chain that you have to think of. The, the, obviously, the, uh, the 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 biomass or the raw material is sourced from you know a you know some area uh, originally. Uh, before the uh, growing industry here in the U.S., um, you know, sort of was established, we sourced all of our raw material and the um, the extracted uh, hemp oil uh, from the Netherlands, and so um, and and we still have uh, that oil as part of our unique proprietary blend, um, and we have since uh, began uh, began uh, sourcing oil from the U.S. since the market here has uh, matured quite a bit, and it's um, uh, fairly easy to do so. But so you're starting with the raw material, you're you're extracting it. Um, it has a certain profile. You're processing it further for certain time periods at certain temperatures. So that generally is is proprietary. And there's a couple of companies that care about it. We're one. And um, so in that way, it is proprietary. It's really the processes uh, that are, that are you know, part of the proprietary uh, nature of um, uh, the ingredient and the input for the finished products. Understood. Thank you mentioned in the beginning that you originally were going to sell just bulk raw material. And now you've, you've taken, you've pivoted and taken a focus on finished goods. Um, so, so are you guys no longer doing your, your own extraction? Yeah. So we, we were never, uh, we never did our own extraction of the raw material. Uh, uh -huh. we always, that was always something that we outsourced, but we knew the growers very well. We knew the extractors very well, which we still do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then what we would take internally was kind of the, the, the raw oil. Um, and it, you can kind of think of it like, you know, crude oil in the petroleum industry, it has a certain grade to it. Mm -hmm. um, that certain grade isn't always the final grade that would go into formulation for a finished good. So it has to be processed further to um, get to the, um, you know, the, the cannabidiol concentration uh, that, that you would want to see so that you can uh, get the type of, you know, let's say serving, you know, uh, serving size that you're looking for, for the for the uh, dosage form or the um, uh, form factor that you're working with. Okay. And for, for the listeners that want to, you know, try the products, um, do you guys mainly sell direct to consumer from the website or are there stores that they can go and purchase this at? Sure. We, like I mentioned, we really, um, uh, led the way in getting uh, CBD products into retail stores, so B2B. And we did that back uh, beginning at the end of 2014. And, and now we're in well over probably 6,000 B2B locations throughout the US. Um, but we also have a very robust um, B2C uh, e-commerce operation. So you can get it generally in, you can get our products generally in um, natural product retailers, uh, that would include um, Sprouts or Fresh Time if you're kind of in the Midwest or uh, others, uh, names like that, that are generally smaller, but uh, sometimes they're bigger uh, with, you know, perhaps as many as 100 locations, but generally in the natural product space. Um, and, uh, and, and of course, our B2C uh, operation as well. 
Amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the different products that you guys have? We have a product offering that includes uh, soft gels and gummies and tinctures and, uh, and certainly um, topicals as well. Uh, and uh, we have not gotten into the uh, beverages area, uh, but primarily in, in um, those uh, four different um, form factors. Okay. Have you guys, uh, have, have you guys done any products with some of the new cannabinoids that um, are, are getting some traction now? I, I've heard of like CBDP, CBDV, CBT, CBL. Yeah. So I, the, you know, the, the, the plant, the cannabis plant has two primary cannabinoids, right? Um, and, and it's, THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, and cannabidiol. We know that. And we know that um, THC is the kind of the primary psychotropic compound and, and CBD um, is the second most prevalent uh, compound in the plant. Um, they are also the most studied uh, of the cannabinoids in cannabis. And so, um, and there are about, I don't know, now maybe over 110 different cannabinoids that have been isolated from the cannabis plant, but they're mostly minor cannabinoids that are very, very, uh, you know, understudied or unstudied. And so we're, you know, we're a little skeptical, I guess, when we see um, kind of a flavor of the month that is being used or marketed more often than anything where, um, you know, it's not it's, it's unstudied. It's um, typically we see kind of unsubstantiated claims associated with, with those kind of um, minor compounds that are being used. Um, and, and I think consumers need to be careful when they see that. Um, and I say that with, you know, knowing that THC and CBD both have been, you know, studied so much more than any of the other minor cannabinoids that you know, until we have a better understanding of the mechanism of those other compounds, you know, it sort of leads to a little bit of um, uh, the marketing being way ahead of the science. Yeah. How, how do you feel about uh, the study that that came out? I, I forgot who published this. I believe it came out of uh, a university in Oregon about the the potential uh therapeutic use against COVID, uh, with CBDA and CBGA. Yeah, I saw that. I, it, it very early science, obviously. And, 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 um, you know, and it's, it's all encouraging and, and really what it means is that, uh, it, it will lead to further study when you have, you know, sort of initial good result from, you know, basic science, which is what that was. And so, um, it, it's very encouraging, but it, it's not something that you can say, okay, let's start formulating this for, uh, you know, immunity defense products that we're going to be able to make marketing claims with. Um, mm -hmm. We're not there, obviously. And yeah. so it's, it's great early science and all the, you know, the real science that's done on any of the compounds or any of the compounds, you know, together, it, you know, all of that is good and it will build on, you know, the, the, the science that's already been done. One compound that I've I've done a little bit of research on, or one cannabinoid that I've done some research on, that seems uh, 
pretty exciting for me is THCV, uh, specifically the Delta 9 THCV. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that it, um, you know, it has potential. Uh, it's, um, it, you know, it's one of the, it, it's, it's another uh, compound that, that it needs further study. And, but I, I agree. I think that, you know, you can't dismiss um, the feedback that, you know, uh, consumers are providing for uh, whether it's THC or CBD or THCV, like you're mentioning, uh, there are, you know, people that are getting uh, results in certain front in certain need states uh, from these compounds. And so I, I don't want to dismiss it. I think there's, there's a lot of promise there. I agree with you. Absolutely. As far as uh, demographics, one thing that I've seen uh, from our end being in the industry is, is we're seeing uh, an increasing uh, demographics of, of women and older Americans purchasing these products. Do you think uh, this is just from, from, you know, the fact that it's less taboo now, it's more out, it's like you look at it everywhere. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, we, we have a pretty good understanding of who our sort of uh, what the profile of our typical customer is. And I, I would say that it definitely trends female. Some of that is that, that, you know, in households, females tend to be, um, tend to do more of the uh, shopping. And, and so, but, you know, I think it has to do with the same thing that men deal with, which is, you know, the typical need states that we all generally need some help with are the same not, not exactly the same between men and women, but it's, you know, anxiety, insomnia and pain and, and, and addiction, but, but women have, uh, their own, uh, specific, um, needs too, that, um, uh, that certainly, uh, I think further study could potentially, um, suggest that, that, you know, CBD or THC or CBD and THC in combination could be, um, very effective in, in helping with, some of those need states or other need states that are specific to women. And I think they're, you know, they're consuming products that are providing help in areas that, um, you know, they may not be able to get from, you know, sort of more traditional uh, treatments. And so, you know, I, I, I think the fact that it's trending female is not surprising and a good thing. I agree. So, uh, Joe, what's, what's in the, what's in the plans for the future for CV sciences? So I, th- I think the trend, you know, there's a couple of trends we're seeing. Um, one, one of them is that there's a huge trend towards the, the gummy form factor, which is, um, you know, um, kind of interesting. I think going back, you know, 10 or 20 years, uh, people in the supplement industry kind of poo pooed it, but it, it's, it's here to stay for sure. It's, um, People like it. Uh, it, it. There's high compliance in in taking uh, those products, and so I, I think that's one area. The other area uh, that that we see of being important is to um, develop products where we can make a claim, uh, where we can, um, you know, combine uh, cannabinoids and perhaps other uh, ingredients that we can. Um, you know, hang a marketing claim on such as melatonin for a sleep product, or uh, there are a number of others. And so I think you're going to see us and you're seeing many others 
um, develop new products that um, will probably always have uh, ingredients combined that um, will involve some kind of a, a need state uh, marketing claim that that is going to be with the product. Um, I, I think you're also seeing higher concentrations. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I, I think that's just, um, you know, uh, you know, people think that if um, 10 milligrams of something is good, then 20 is even better. Uh, and um, that may or may not be the case. It's it, it needs to be studied, obviously, further. But I think you're seeing higher concentrations, um, uh, combination products where uh, other ingredients are uh, formulated with cannabidiol and THC, uh, where marketing claims can be um, attached to the product. Awesome. Thank you for that. So if if the listeners want to learn a little more about uh, Joe and CV Sciences, you can go to www.cvsciences.com. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and I believe YouTube too, right, Joe? Yes, you can. Awesome. Well, thank you listeners for being on uh, on with, uh, with us here at Potline Bling. You can find all of our episodes on CannabisRadio.com. Please rate the show, like, subscribe, give us five stars. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, Joe, for taking the time to join us today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, JJ. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.